Sometimes you gotta write a new love song To get the old ones out your brain Yeah, you gotta write a new love song To get the old ones out your brain And I think I got one Yeah, and I think I got one Yeah, yeah, I got one And I think I got one Get the old ones out your brain Yeah, you gotta write a new love song To get the old ones out your brain All right, brain. we're ready to get started Turn it down, turn it down It's me, it's me, it's Ryan Woods It's the End of the Woods Podcast, episode 130 130th episode, wow, are we getting better at this? Are we getting better at this? Like, honestly, are we getting any better? No. But are we having fun? Maybe. Are people emailing me and telling me I don't have schizophrenia? Yes. Dude, I have schizophrenia. Okay, I have mild schizophrenia. Prayers for me. All right? I'm home alone. That's bad for me. I do a podcast that's 30 minutes where I'm just talking to myself. Who would have thought that's probably not good for schizophrenia? You know what I mean? If you're a schizophrenic, maybe you shouldn't do a podcast for 30 minutes. Now, Ryan, are you joking about having schizophrenia? Because that'd be really messed up. Dude, I'm not joking about it. I'm just saying, how many people do you know without schizophrenia that talk to themselves and have real conversations with themselves? And, <laughs> damn it, dude, I can't get over it. I got COVID bad, man. Um, and do a podcast for 30 minutes and believe that people are always walking around the house. Huh? Huh? How about you answer that for me? Bozo. Oh, man. What's up, everybody? Huh? That was off to a good start. Somebody told me I don't have schizophrenia. How do you know, they said. I don't know. I took the fucking test, dude. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. When I got the results back, I was kind of upset about it. Like, when I answer the questions and I answer things honestly, because we don't lie around here, we always tell the truth. And when I answered them honestly, I was kind of disappointed. I was kind of like, damn, I actually kind of do have a problem. And I'm not going to the doctor. I'm not going to the fucking doctor. I'm not going to go. What do you want me to do, man? What are they going to do? Yeah, you do have schizophrenia. Here's some pills. Because who was right all these years, man? I don't take pills. I don't take drugs. Okay? I'm not a drug guy. Everyone knows that about me. And there's always somebody in your life, you know, that's always high. You ever notice that? And that's probably the, the, uh, the argument against drugs. Is that there's always somebody that's always takes it a little too far. You could say the same thing for alcohol, of course. But if you're already bad at alcohol, man, you don't want to be taking drugs high all the time. Because you can, like, function high. Alcohol, you know, you usually pass out. Some people get angry. But drugs, man, you can function on that shit. You'll see things. You'll end up becoming schizophrenic like me. Um... But I'm not going to the doctor. I don't like taking pills. I don't like I don't like being prescribed things. And I'm also anti-vax now. I want everyone to know that. I want to put it on the record that I'm anti-vax. Okay, because last week, you know I got the booster shot. You know I got another microchip put in me. That's three. 
And I've lost two days to these vaccines and I'm done. Because I remember after the second shot, I got my ass kicked and I laid in bed for so fucking long and I was sick and I felt horrible. And now I lost a day last week where I literally just came home and I fell asleep. I woke up to the news that John Madden died. Rest in peace. I watched that all Madden documentary. Flawless. And, you know, I woke up to the news. I feel like I shouldn't fall asleep. I fall asleep. Bad shit happens. John Madden. Dead. Horrible. Rest in peace. I mean, I watched that documentary, and he looks hilarious on the sideline. It's almost comical. He's got that little little badge like he's a, like he's a mall cop hanging from his pants. And he's got that massive head. Dude, he, he does, like, they said he looked like a cartoon character, and I was like, I couldn't have said it any better myself, mainly because I wouldn't have said that. But John Madden looks like a cartoon character, and I love that about him. You know? So I've, you know, that's good. Dana was like, I didn't know who John Madden was until he died. And I was like, that's not true. You've, you've heard me talk about the Madden football game. He's like, that's him? And I know I out Dana on this podcast a lot, but I mean, that was fucking dumb. You know what I mean? That was for somebody who's so smart, she says dumb shit. And that's just the facts. So I'm uh, so uh, to get back around and swing it back around. I am now anti-vax. I will not be getting any more vaccines. If there's another booster shot, count me out. Okay, I'm gonna go full anti-vax. I'm just gonna eat vitamin D, shove it up my ass, whatever Joe Rogan says to do. I'm in now. I saw today that he gets like uh, he has uh, better viewing. He has more. Uh, what am I trying to say? He's got like more. Uh, you know. He gets more time share for people in their brains, and he's got more market share than Tucker Carlson and such and such combined. And I'm like, yeah, who the fuck watches television? Nobody's watching television. That's the problem, is that nobody's watching TV. Who cares? Maybe not nobody, but I'm not. So there's nobody, right? That's right. Because I'm the center of my own universe. Are you finding, Are you figuring this out yet? I'm schizophrenic, I'm the center of my own universe, and I'm anti-vax now. And rest in peace, John Madden. That's a fact. Being self-diagnosed schizophrenic is tough. Happy New Year, by the way. You know, you, you start the new year off with bad news like that. You know, you just got to roll. You got to roll with it. And I think that that's... I think that's part of it. And if you're watching, for the, if you're watching a clip of this podcast, you'll notice that the uh, wall behind me is no longer that ugly shade of baby blue. It is now a... I guess you could call it gray. Um, it is a gray color. And the first, you remember when I went to Home Depot and the guy told me, no, we're open? The old man that answered in paint? Well, I went there, I went there, got the paint, the old man. And remember how I said he had this like dumb look on his face, like this dumbfounded look that I was asking for paint on his face? Well, lo and behold, I open up the paint yesterday that was supposed to be the color that's on the wall behind me, and it's just white. He never added any color to it. So Home Depot and their goddamn apron-wearing army strikes again. Because then Dana goes, well, what are we going to do? Because, of course, it sparked a fight. Because when something happens, women need to be right. Don't let any women woman ever, women ever tell you that they don't want to always be right. They'll throw words around like compromise. They'll throw words around like um, communication. They'll throw these big words around. But at the end of the day, all women want to do, and I'm not saying men are absolved from this, but I'm just saying some of some women act more holier than thou. And Dana, once we figured out the paint was the wrong color, or had no color, actually, and the people at the paint booth when we went back up there, 
you know, we're very, um, found it very comical. I did not because they don't understand what I went through on the drive there. So fuck them. And I'm standing there and I'm opening the paint and I'm mixing it because I'm, I'm just praying. I'm throwing a Hail Mary by mixing the paint with my drill, my stupid little add-on. I'm just throwing a Hail Mary. Like maybe the color just settled at the bottom like an idiot. Like how somehow that was possible. I bought it a week ago. I didn't buy it a year ago. And so I end up just, she's like, well, what are we going to do? What's the, what's the solution here? And I'm like, you know what the solution, like, I'm like, this is a stupid question. And there it was. And that was a famous, nice, oh, now that's a stupid question. And then it was on and on and on. Because one, it was a stupid question. <laughs> and two, the only solution, there's only one solution. Take the paint back and exchange it. That's the solution. It's, it's the only solution, right? Like, what do you mean, what's the solution? The solution is take the paint back and buy new paint or exchange it. We got store credit. I said, should we go to returns? And Dana's like, let's just go to paint. And you know where paint sent us? Returns. Women. Again. You know, they don't want solutions. They just want to be right, which is fine. Which is fine. I was, I, I took the... You know, it's fine. You know, being in a relationship is very lovely. I love, you know, can you hear my voice? My voice is quivering. Can you hear my voice, how much I love being in a relationship with somebody who, you know, truly, truly gets communication compromised and all those words that women say that are just complete bullshit. But anyways, how was your guys' week, huh? Been a new year. I haven't talked to you in a year. Ha, 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 ha. It's been a while, man. I actually think I did a lot of things. I got new. I'm a new person. Because I found out that, um, one, two things. I was at Dana's parents' house. We went over there for dinner on the January 1st. We watched the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, of course. And that was awesome. Ohio State, of course. I want all those receivers to play for the Browns. But as we were watching the Rose Bowl, we... Dana's mom's really into ancestry. So she's, like, really into those ancestry.com and, like, linking people and stuff. And this, this website is kind of amazing. And I'll tell you what, we went back in time, and I learned a couple things about my family. One, I'm fourth-gen American, so put some respect on me. I'm fourth-gen American on my mother's side. My father's side, there's someone in our family that served in the Revolutionary War. So the next time you hear the Star-Spangled Banner, bucko, stand the fuck up. Right? Stand the fuck up knowing that your favorite podcast host is a hero, kind of. Part of me is a hero. And I thought about that last night when Dana's mom broke that news to me. When It was last night that she knew that. We, you know, we had to take a break. It's actually very time-consuming finding out where your family is, especially because in the 1800s nobody could read or write. I have family that came straight over from Poland. I had this Russian uh, grandfather whose name was Brock, B-R-O-U-C-K. And then at some point, it was like Bronislaw, which is the toughest name of all time. That guy looks like he wears a neck pad. You know, he looks like, you know, he just has broad shoulders. And I've always told Dana that my family was a bunch of minors. And we found out that all my dad's family members were minors. And I'm like, that makes sense. Because I got broad shoulders. I do kind of have small hands, which kind of bothered me. Um, I have broad shoulders and thick legs. You know, I'm built to, to haul shit and die at 54. That's, that's my life. If you're, if you're wondering, I'm going to die in my 50s. 
but that's actually not true. Actually, my family members actually live a long time. Um, some of them, of course. There's always one outlier, you know. Um, but yeah, I got Bronislaw in the family, which name was spelled a bunch of times. I got Lucy Zach, who's my aunt Eleanor's, who's who was a big part of my life. You know, she was her mother, and apparently she had a rough life, which makes sense because her mom, we found out, was in jail in 1925 for something. We can't find out what because they didn't keep good records because, shockingly enough in this country, the whole Make America Great Again crowd, tough, because a lot of people couldn't read or write. So when you have census data where names are spelled incorrectly, it's tough to, like, locate old family members. But I will say about my family, I make up stories now. Like, I talked to my mom about this. I called her, and we were having a couple of discussions about our family, and I'm trying to piece things together. Um, I'm making up, like, I don't actually want to know the truth. I'm, make, I'm making up storylines about my family as we go. I'm not trying to know facts. I don't want to know if my family was shitty. I want to have these facts like they were getting through it. Like, my grandma, my great-grandma Lucy was great-great-grandma. I don't know what she would be. You know what I mean? Whatever. Does it fucking matter? What would she be if my Aunt Eleanor's kid, she was my Aunt Eleanor's mom, who was my great-aunt, would she be my great-grandmother or my great-great-grandmother? Does it fucking matter? She was born in Massachusetts, so I'm a masshole. And which explains a lot of explains this podcast, actually. And people, um, I want to make up stories in my head like they were, they were fighters and they got through shit. I don't want to know the truth. The truth is probably a lot worse. You know what I mean? My mom said she had a hard life. So I'm like, yep, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to roll with that. She did have a hard life, you know? Born in Massachusetts, comes to Cleveland. Her dad disappears. Her mom goes to jail. It's a good old American story. Her dad had 18 fucking names. I had a relative, Eddie, who served in World War One and World War Two in the Navy. Put some respect on it. Um, but as I was saying about the guy who served in the Revolutionary War, um... I would never have done that. So if he met me today in his big, big coat and stupid hat, if he came up to me today and was like, do you want to fight in the war? I'd say no. Like if I was, I'd be like, hey man, like I think a lot of people, when they talk shit about our past, like Joe Rogan does this, like, yeah, those people, he goes more primal. I'm talking like 1700s times. When people say they would have fought the British and stuff, like around July 4th, like, fuck the British. I I would not have fought in that war. I'd be like, oh, God, guys, those are, you know, the British, they, uh, they're pretty good at that war thing. You know, they got a lot of money. And they'd be like, Ryan, come on, we got to go fight for our rights. I'd be like, no, man, you guys, you guys are getting crazy. We got it pretty good, man. You know, we're out of there. You know, let's, sure, I'll pour some tea in the harbor, but like, I'm not, that's kind of where I draw the line, dude. I got work. Like, do these people have work? Like, I mean, I'd, I'd be like, I got a job. Like, I can't lose that job. And the job be like, no, go fight, Ryan. You're one of our best. I'd be like, no, man. Like, you know, I got things are pretty good. You know, I'm being honest, too. A lot of people would lie and say, no, I would have gone on the front line. No, not me. I'd be like, dude, is it that bad? And this isn't even some, like, love for authority. I'm just going to say, like, hey, man, they, they're handling it. You know, they got it figured out. Which is cool that somebody fought in the Revolutionary War because remember that story I told you about George Washington? Uh, did I tell you the story about George Washington? How he was at some, there's some uh, plantation down in South Carolina where he was visiting because he was trying to unite the states and John Adams didn't want to go. That's why the vice president kind of sucks. 
you know, overall. So, you know, because he was like, ah, forget about it. And then, then from then on, we had bad vice, like, vice presidents didn't matter. Ryan, can you spit it out? You talk for 30 minutes a week. You think you'd be better at this. Um, you know, he stands there, and they built this deck because they knew President Washington was coming. And he shows up, and the lady goes, we're going to have to cut this big oak tree, this big living oak tree down. And he goes, he stands there, he looks at this tree, and he tells the lady, don't cut that tree down. That tree is still there. You can stand where he stood. So maybe my relative knew George Washington. Therefore, I know George Washington. Therefore, five-star review for the podcast. You know what I mean? Is that enough? Like, is, is maybe being some, maybe some relative of mine had a conversation with George Washington. Is that enough for you? And then that said relative had sex unprotected. Finding out that people couldn't read and write really makes like war diaries from the Civil War and, and the Revolutionary War all that more impressive to me because I didn't think people could read and write. Like I didn't know people couldn't read and write. I guess I never put it together. And in fairness, I never thought about it a lot. So before you fucking clown on me and say, oh, Ryan, of course I couldn't read and write. It was 17... Okay, dude, Whatever. Sorry, I never really had time to think about it. I got a lot going on up here. I'm mildly schizophrenic, and I do a podcast every week. I mean, what are you doing? You're just yelling at me on the internet. Do you feel strong? Do you feel big? Do you feel good about yourself? You should, because you're not me. This would be the time I'd break into an ad read, but I have nothing. I'm just... I'm just rocking and rolling here. Um, Then when we left Dana's house, they just love giving us sweets. Her dad has diabetes and not like, he's not like fat, okay? I got to get that out of the way. Everybody I've ever told about Dana's dad having diabetes just goes, oh, is he fat? No. He just has diabetes, okay? There's other ways you can get diabetes. But he does this thing, man, where he just buys us cookies. Like we go over there for dinner, thankful that that they'll cook us dinner. Then he's like, oh, there's cookies over there for you and Ryan. Take them home. So my New Year's resolution, I actually have one, and not even in a corny way. I just want to eat healthier. Like I want to not, like I want to cook more meals. And I, and I don't, I'm not talking like quick stuff. Like I cook now. I'm not saying we eat out a lot as it is. I'm saying let's, let's cook more good meals. Let's try some new shit. That's what I'm into. And I want to cook some fresh shit. You know, I want to cook some shit that like, no, nobody else is cooking. Like we bought some bison, and I'm gonna cook up some bison stuff. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's kind of it. And so he sends us home with uh, cookies, and I'm just, and I'm the worst, man. The holidays are rough, you know? Like, I'm already avoiding myself, like, I'm already avoiding myself when I pass the mirror in the bathroom, when I go to the shower. So, like, giving me more cookies is bad for me, because one, I have no self-control, and two, now, I, now I'm really going to have low self-esteem. So, I mean, what, so thanks. I mean, it's almost like he's dragging us down with him. His de- her dad has diabetes. He's like, hey, look, I, I'm not going to be in this alone. Here's some cookies. You'll have diabetes with me. And I go, okay, and I'm just eating them. Nom, 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 nom. I eat up the cookies, dude. I can't stop. And he got these ones that are like chocolate chip. Like, I'm good on, like, I'm good at monitoring my alcohol. I'm good at monitoring, um, I don't do drugs. But when it comes to sweets, I'm a, f- I'm an idiot. I'm the fattest kid you ever met. And I also think it's almost a little insulting that he gets us cookies. And maybe it's just an easy thing to do. Maybe I'm overthinking it. I do have mild schizophrenia. And maybe I'm overthinking it. But it almost is like, oh, Ryan's a big doughy dumbass. Maybe he likes cookies and he just picks them up. 
it's kind of it's kind of bullshit now that I think about it, and I'm having a real conversation with myself about it. Keyword there, I'm having a real conversation with myself about it. So that's fun. What else did I have in the notes here as I am 20 minutes into this podcast? Um, that's my New Year's resolution. What do you guys got? Huh? Anything good New Year's resolution-wise? My New Year's resolution is probably stop spending so much time on YouTube. I watch a lot of YouTube videos. I watch this guy who does stealth camping. We've been over this. I don't know what his name is. I can link. It's like Steve. His name's Steve. Look up stealth camping and you'll find him on YouTube. And I watched him camp in like, he lives in Canada, Edmonton, and he was going to camp outdoors. Okay. So I'm like interested. And I'm watching the video. He sets up around these like trees. He sets up like a little boundary that's like camouflage. And it was like on a trail, so it was kind of a stupid spot. It was like in a park behind homes. And he puts his cot down. Oh, fuck. Sorry. No, I just had a heart attack. I'm good, though. You know, we fight through it. We got to finish this podcast. You know, a lot of people would quit. Um, Yeah, he sets up this cot, and he's laying down. He's like, somebody's shining a flashlight back here. So he packs up. He calls his guy to come pick him up. And he runs away. He's like, the cops have been called before. And I watched his videos to fall asleep at night, but I was riveted by this video. It was 25 minutes long, and I watched almost every single minute of it. So I'm like, is he going to get caught by the police? What is even the charge? Can you sleep outside? Can you sleep? Can you sleep with your eyes open too much, with a mask on, with contacts in, with a tampon in? No, outdoors. Outside. Legally. Um, as long as there's no option of sleeping indoors, the government cannot criminalize homeless people. Okay. This is when sleeping outside is breaking the law. This is from endhomelessness.org. It's a blog. Um, that's not really what I'm asking. <laughs> that's not really... Is it legal to sleep in your backyard in a tent? Generally, yes. Uh, can't be for everywhere, but perfectly legal here. Pretty common method to test a new tent before camping. This is from Quora.com. I don't know about most places, but camping on your backyard is not living in the in the tent. It may be illegal. Okay, I mean, you might just get asked to go home. Can you get? Can you go to jail? Sure, you may get narrows cracked for sleeping in a tent you own yard. Oh. So you may get your knuckles... This person, I think, is angry. Let's see. Your knuckles cracked for sleeping in a tent or RV you own in your own yard when a bitchy, busybody neighbor... Wow. Phones and authorities. But feel free to live on the streets of L.A., San Francisco, Oregon, or Seattle. Gee, they just named every city. For as long as you want, spreading trash and garbage. I feel like you're mad at the wrong people, but fair enough. Fair enough, you know? I'll preview the Browns game. This is going to come out before the Browns game, so my prediction is going to be wrong. Sorry, I didn't really know where that was going. I had to abandon it. That's that's the art of abandoning a topic. Um, So there's a Browns game tonight where the Browns are eliminated from the from the playoffs. They will not be... They have no nothing to play for, in theory, but pride. So the Browns were eliminated because the Bengals beat the Chiefs. You needed help. You shouldn't have needed help. High expectation this year. 
I don't know what went right for this team. You know, I think the defense playing really well is probably the only thing that that really, as they as the season's gone along, was the only thing that um really was a positive. Everything else, Nick Chubb obviously is a positive. Injuries, the internet, and people online. You want to get you want to listen to sports talk where they're angry. Maybe I subliminally like sports talk, but I hate the take business. I hate waking up and saying that there's, you know, you got to blow everything up because that's all we've ever done in this town. And I'm going to be honest with you. It's really annoying when mainstream, like CBS Sports or ESPN, puts out those fucking graphics where, you know, they talk about how bad it is to be a Browns fan and, you know, they like to shit on Cleveland. And it's not even that funny anymore because we're not, like, Jacksonville, people don't care about people that live in Jacksonville. That's why nobody talks about how bad the fucking Jaguars have been. Like, they can't even get anything right. They got, they lucked into Trevor Lawrence just because they fucking suck. They luck into Trevor Lawrence and they still suck and they're going to ruin that kid because they suck. You know, and I don't want to hate Jamar Chase and and Joe Burrow because I like those guys. It's hard when teams I'm supposed to hate get players I like. You know, looking at you, Dallas, with CeeDee Lamb. But... Fuck Dallas, by the way. What's going on? Coming back down to earth, you fucking losers. Haven't won a Super Bowl in 30 years. Bengals haven't won a playoff game in 30 years. And I had to listen to Mike Brown go, you don't live in Cleveland. Yeah, it's good because nobody wants to live in Cincinnati. Build an indoor practice facility, you cheap fuck. God. Why did I get so angry there? What was I mad about? Oh, so tonight's game, you know, I know this season was a disappointment. You can't always get what you want. Sometimes you get what you need. That's a Rolling Stones line. And I think a lot of the times, expectations don't adjust with circumstance. And circumstance was that injuries, you know, our season was in the balance with Nick Mullins, third-string cornerback, and a lot of guys sitting at home with COVID. You really can't predict injuries. You have to get lucky with injuries, and you have to get lucky in close games. In the NFL, if you look at teams that are really good, they'll win a lot of games in those in the less than seven point margin, and they won't lose a lot of those games. They'll come out on top. And for whatever reason that is, the Browns won a lot of those games last year. They lost a lot of those games this year. They were also not as healthy as they were last year. They couldn't outlast everybody. The Bengals win the division because they're the healthiest team, and their quarterback isn't retiring, which he should have done two years ago. Fuck Ben Roethlisberger. So as we go into tonight's Monday Night Football game, the Browns season effectively over. I want them to win tonight because I don't want Ben and the jerk fest that's going to happen on ESPN and the Manning cast talking about, oh yeah, he, you know, he was this and this and this. Yeah, he was also a criminal. You know what I mean? Was Ben Roethlisberger, he was a criminal. He was unstoppable when he was playing football and in hotel rooms. Am I bitter? Of course. Ben Roethlisberger, you know, record versus Browns is the first thing that comes up. You know, he's 25-3-1. Can you fucking give me a break? Can you give me a fucking break? Ben Roethlisberger, um, crying, that's a good one. Ben Roethlisberger, criminal. I'm just going to search that. Because in 2009, Andrea McNulty, an employee of Harris Hotel in Lake Tahoe, accused Roethlisberger of rape. She alleged the assault took place in his hotel room in 2008 after he asked her to help him fix the TV. Classic move. Right, Ben? Of course, Steelers Wire, hatred for Ben Roethlisberger exists. 
Okay, 20-year-old college student accuses Ben Roethlisberger of exposing himself. No charges. Won't face criminal charges because he was sexually, you know, in nightclub bathrooms. You know, so as we celebrate Ben Roethlisberger, I'm one to forgive and forget artists from art. But let's be honest. Bad guy, Ben Roethlisberger. Stupid motorcycle. You know, we can go through all the lowlights. I know there will be a celebration tonight. Fuck the Steelers. Fuck their stupid fucking fans. I hope they cry tonight. I hope we send them off crying. Remember last year when we went in there and kicked the shit out of them in the playoff game and Chase Claypool had the audacity to celebrate scoring a touchdown with a minute left? Shut up, you fucking dork. Listen to me. The Browns are going to go in there tonight and they're going to win. Do I believe this is going to happen? No. Do I want this to happen? Yes. What percentage chance do I put it at? One. They have to play the games. So there's a 1% chance that they win. Do I want them to? Of course. Does it matter? No, like I said. So maybe I can just watch and enjoy the game tonight. You know, maybe I can just enjoy myself for once this year where I don't feel like there's these expectations hanging over the team and you need something good to happen. You need to be this, this, and this. A lot of times, expectations ruin reality. Reality and expectations don't always link up. This podcast, for example. I expected to turn this microphone on and be great at this. It doesn't work that way. It's building blocks. You don't just become the New England Patriots. You don't just become the Pittsburgh Steelers, as much as that pains me to say. You don't just become these model franchises overnight. It doesn't take one year. It takes culture building. It takes years and years. The Steelers have been consistently good since the 70s. It's not like they just woke up one day and were like, hey, we'll be good at this. It's not cut and dry. So the Browns have a lot to go through. And sure, you might say, Ryan, but the Bengals just won the, the, the division. Yeah, but they haven't won a playoff game in 30 years. There are children who are 30 years old having kids who might also be having kids, who are about to start having kids. You know, there's 30-year-olds who are having kids who have... Never seen them win a playoff game. So spare me the Bengals are back nonsense, okay? Spare me, please. So that's all I have to say about that. Browns win, let's say 27-24 Browns, right? Let's say something crazy happens. They miss an extra point or something. Um, It'll be obviously dramatic because both these teams don't like doing anything well if you've watched any of the games. So that'll be it for the podcast. Enjoy your week. Happy New Year. Let's get ahead on those resolutions. Let's get pointed in the right direction, okay? Let's get going. You know, some of us have things to do. I'm out of here. Be good. Emails below. Follow me at the links below. Five-star reviews, of course. See you next week. Subscribe, rate, review. See you. Bye. Love you. Fire. 
The finest burning ain't a putting out that light Yeah, desire turns to desire Turns into a quiet old man full of white hair Thought we had it all planned out in a hijack But even then, everything was a fight, yeah Peas and carrots, what we inherit I see the merit in the squeeze of parents No need to sugarcoat it I see the need for being married But who would condone it When your dreams are being buried And it seems you've been disowned I say hold on to the little piece of you that's still upon you Look twice and where's it gone to? Think twice, but what are you gonna do? If this is type of life you want to, just let it on you. I say. gonna hold you when this love is so disarming Thought I was so lucky cause you told me I was charming Nobody told you making money is a problem For a rapper ain't it funny how it's always so alarming Same with actors, same with authors, all the same Just blame the artists, all the modern poets part And I'm an arm and always starving for attention Tens of thousands could have mentioned I am worthy but I'm thirsty Ain't it now so you can quench it I'm defenseless, I'm always swinging for the fences Yeah, I'm always swinging for the fences I'm always swinging for the fences I'm always swinging